Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This is your first week at Real Breaker. We're a dangerous crew around here. Let me kind of give you a quick, quick update to kind of let you understand what we're even talking about because this is coming from a totally different vantage point in this series than I've ever heard before. And you really got to think it through, uh, not because it's deep, but just because it's a different twist on our normal thinking. Rule breaker. When I say rule breaker, I want you to think this, breaking the enemy's rules. Somebody say breaking the enemy's rules. When we hear that word rebellion, rebellion, we always hear it in a negative connotation. I Googled the word rebellion. I didn't get one positive thing about that. Everything was from the negative side. And I'm trying in this series to talk about a holy or a godly rebellion that the church rises up and breaks the enemy's rules and the church gets a rebellion about us not to go out and do bad, but that good would come through our lives to break a bad in this world and in our own lives. The Lord is so wonderful today, and I know he's going to talk to all of us. So we're turning this thought of being a rule breaker, which has a negative sound, and turn it into a positive. What if the enemy has set some rules in place in your life? What if that has the situation? And you are obeying those rules. You maybe not even realize it, but you're being obedient to some rules that the devil has set in motion. What, are, what if you are living in fear of raking some things that the enemy has set in your life and because of it, you are stuck in life? Stuck in a world of mediocre and you can't bust out and do what God's called you to do. What if you need to get a godly rebellion to stand up against the enemy and say, devil, I have had it. Enough is enough. I am no longer in prison. Uh, You have set up for me to live in. I am going to break the rules, and I am going to be set free and seal it all with the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness in the house? And so the first week we talked about Jesus, the rule breaker, and how Jesus came to turn the world of religion upside down. And because of what Jesus did, they so hated him for turning the world of religion upside down that religion killed him. But he broke the rules of death, hell, and the grave, and three days later, As Pastor Michael said, he came out of the grave to set our lives free. Last week, we talked out at the park, we talked about keep off the grass. Because there are some things in life that the enemy puts up signs. And we talked about the fact that the enemy is putting up signs, and it's those signs like keep off the grass 
that you just want to put your foot on the grass. Get your halo off. And you want to put your foot on the grass so bad. It's kind of this rebellion in us. And the enemy is putting up signs in our life that say keep off the grass. And we talked about the reason he's doing that is because there are some areas in our lives that he's watering. And he wants to keep watering and put up rules in your life to keep you off of what he's watering. And we're saying this, get some holy, godly rebellion on you and step all over what the enemy is trying to water in your life and keep green. Because it's not watering that's creating its green, it's his sewage that's creating its green. Creating the green. And this week, we're going to talk about don't. Do not cross the line. Do not cross the line. Turn around to somebody and just say, do not cross the line. Do not cross the line. So when we say do not cross the line, I want to go and we're going to jump up in a text. And as we look at this text, I, I want you to listen closely because... That statement, again, don't cross the line, makes you want to cross the line, doesn't it? I mean, it just, it just makes me want to do it. Maybe, maybe I need prayed pray for it. I don't know. But it just makes me want to go across the line. And the enemy has put up some signs called don't cross the line that we're breaking some rules on today. And I believe today is going to be a day of victory in somebody's life. I felt it so strong in worship. What beautiful worship this dream team put out today. And I feel a breaking in the spirit. And somebody is putting that foot across the line. And they're going to bust some things in Jesus' name. Now, here we go. Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. You probably know this text, but here we go. It's on the screen. For we, read it with me. Would you do that? Read it with me. It's a fun, it's a fun text to read. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let me just stop right there. Let me just stop right there. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I want you to turn around the person. If you know somebody near you, turn around and tell them this. You're not my problem. Now, I know you're laughing because that's not what it looked like on the way to church this morning. And before you got your howdy-do on, before you shook the pastor's hand, you were saying, yeah, she is the problem, he is the problem. But I just want to say, in the name of the Lord, that they are not your problem. Here's the problem. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in High places. The problem is, is the enemy has drawn some lines in your life and has told you from this point on, he owns this space in your life. It's a stronghold in your life. A stronghold. He thinks he owns it. And so he puts up signs and says, don't cross this line because from here on in your life, 
I absolutely own. And you better not cross that line because the day you cross that line, there's going to be punishment and you're, you're going to come across a line that I'm telling you you're going to pay for. And I'm going to tell you the fight is on in your life. And whether you like it or not, if you're going to live this Christian life that we're calling you and Christ is calling you to, you're going to be in spiritual warfare. We are in a war. Because as long as you were serving the enemy and everything he wanted you to do, he set up boundaries. But when you turn your life over to Christ, he took ownership. And all of a sudden, he wants back everything that the enemy has put a sign up in your life. He wants, in the name of Jesus, he's going to give you power and authority to be a rule breaker and cross the line. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. And you are in a war. You say, well, I kind of opt out. No, you don't opt out. The very fact that you're in this building today says, I want to be a Christian. And that fact alone says there are going to be things that you are going to come against that are anti-everything that Jesus wants you to be. And he sets up a stronghold. And from that stronghold, it's his barracks, and he fights from that spot. And you don't play games in a war. I want you to listen to me closely here. You do not play games in a war. You either win or you die or you live a life in bondage. There, that, that's it. And so when I, when I think about playing games, I, I, I grew up playing basketball, and I'm going to tell you, there's the passion I got preaching. It's there in the, that world too. <laughs> Just a passionate person, and so I want to win. Now, y'all may say we don't keep score in the game and all that stuff. We kept score. Even when my kids were like in the little bitty deal, they didn't even know how to count. And they said, we don't keep score. I was keeping score. <laughs> All right. And so I know y'all think I'm bad, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Kids really survive that stuff. And so, and so, but I never played in a game that if I lost, I was going to die or live in bondage. This is not a game. Your Christian life is not a game. Because you're in spiritual warfare and the enemy is fighting to recapture your soul. And I'm going to say this very southeast Texas. He is ticked off. He's mad. And listen to me closely here. The battlefield, the battlefield, if we can find out, let's describe what the battlefield is. The battlefield is your mind. And your thoughts become the game pieces in this war. And we all have, we all have strongholds that become the base or the barracks from which all the battle is fought. We all have strongholds. But listen to this. Some of us have godly strongholds. And then some of us let the enemy take up residence in our mind and we have ungodly 
strongholds. And let me tell you this, if he can defeat you in your mind, he can defeat you in your Christian experience. The first thing he starts telling you, if you're spirit-filled, one of the first things he starts telling you is there's no such a thing as being spirit-filled. You start doubting your experience, even though at that moment and that time and that point in life, you start doubting baptism. Well, it's just water or, and, you know, it's, it, and this and that. And maybe he didn't forgive me. Maybe I didn't, wasn't filled with the Spirit. All these things, he gets you doubting because the thoughts become the game pieces in this warfare that we're in. I know there's those, there are those in this room that are playing with stuff in this world. I know, I know that. Not because I'm super spiritual, that's not what I'm meaning, but just the law of average says in this room there are people that are playing with stuff in this world and you're checking out things. But let me tell you this, and I, I wish I had some bricks to kind of give you a picture of this, but, but look, look what, look, every time you play with things in the world, you're setting up bricks of strongholds in your mind. And you're just thinking that, man, it's just a little something that's going on in my mind and, and I'm playing with this and I can play with this and I can get back to where I was. But what you don't understand is that you're laying a brick for the enemy to build a stronghold or a barrack. And so he starts setting up camp in that spot. And every time you're playing games and you're playing with the world and think that you can get away with it, he's setting up that brick in your mind and in your spirit. And so before long, the enemy gets that stronghold. And a stronghold it is an area which you are held in bondage by the enemy. And I'm going to tell you what, the devil, the devil sets up all kind of battles. And he starts by lying to you. He's a liar. He's a liar. And I'm going to just say this, he's a good little liar. <laughs> Bible calls him a father of I mean, he's good at what he does. Like, he does really well with the lying department. But this is the unique thing about the enemy that is he never gives us the whole lie at one time. He gives us parts of the lie, and we buy into that, and before long, we start owning it and believing it, and he's setting up the barracks, the bricks, and he has the stronghold. He begins by bombarding our mind with a pattern of nagging thoughts and suspicions, and doubts, and fears, reasonings, theories, judging yourself among yourself, judgmental attitudes. He just puts those little thoughts. And he moves slowly and cautiously. And he has a strategy for his warfare. And the devil's strong point is patience. And he just moves slow. He's willing to invest whatever amount of time is possible to defeat you. He's not in a hurry. He just gradually does it. And he sets up the signs when he sets up the barracks and the strongholds and says, do not cross the line. And we just as Christians go, okay, well, that's cool. I'll, I'll operate in this other part 
I'll have victory in this other part. I'll, I'll, I'll have let God do what he wants in this part. And we just kind of go along with the enemy's rules. And that's why I believe the Lord spoke this into my spirit that says, it's time the church gets this holy rebellion that we start breaking some of the enemy's rules and stepping across the lines. Because I'm going to tell you something. He does not care what you do in life for God as long as you have strongholds still in check that he owns. He doesn't care if you get a little blessing. He doesn't care if like this morning you get a little blessing and like man, you have a little breakthrough in one part of your life. As long as he still has a stronghold and another part, he's fine with that. He's patient. He said, I'll, I'll get the rest, but I'll take my time. He doesn't care if you leave here today and say, wow, I felt so much of God today. Parkway is such an awesome church, and I want to be in Grow Track, and I want to join that church. And I want to be a part. I want to be a member. I want to be on a dream team. He'll let you do all of those things as long as you don't break the rules and cross the line of the areas where he's put up the signs in your life. But this is the deal. If you never cross that line, if you never break that rule, you're never going to live a life of freedom in Christ. You're not going to do it. You've got to go across the line. You've got to be a rule breaker. You've got to step across that. You can't just be a yes man with the devil and just let him get away with what he wants to get away with. You've got to get something down in your spirit and the Lord's going to give you that unction and anointing and I believe even here today. I was at a church many, many years ago when I was a traveling preaching evangelist type dude. And, and uh, I went to one, one particular, I was at a conference and this guy was preaching and, and he got on the fact that if you come down front and he put up this like, I can't even remember exactly what it was, like cardboard or something. And he wrote the, the devil on the cardboard. And everybody's like, oh no, he didn't. That cardboard's going down. And he had, he had the intense, man, he was preaching and he was fired up. And, man, it was a good preaching. But, but he says, listen, what I want you to do. I, I want you to get out of your pews. And if you hate the devil and you want to kill the devil, I want you to come down here and I want you to stomp all over this cardboard and you're going to kill the devil. Boy, I'm going to tell you all something. It got nasty in that room. And, and, and all of a sudden, people started coming out of their pews and, and, and jumping on that cardboard. Man, I was praying for the cardboard. I mean, they were, they were, I mean, they were beating the fire up. There was more high-heeled holes in the, that cardboard. They were beating the devil to pieces, and he told them they were going to kill the devil. Folks, I'm not trying to be facetious here, but I just want to tell you something. You're not going to kill the devil. And when you get through doing your shake and bake, I'm just going to tell you, he's still going to be alive. It's going to take more than you jumping on that cardboard. Well, five people thought I was right. You're not going to kill the devil. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can tear down everything that he has set up in your life.
You can destroy what he has set up. He don't care if you jump on cardboard with his name on it all day long. If you leave and you still have strongholds. But if you get some unction up in your life and you say, I'm crossing the line. I'm sick of being defeated in this area. I'm going to win because with Jesus, I have a majority in my life. And I'm going to defeat what has been standing up against me in my life. Now, I, I'm, I'm about to get down and dirty here just a minute and make some of y'all mad, but, but it, it's all right because we got to do that to get you some holy rebellion to cross some lines. Pastor, boy, I've done, done gone to meddling right here. Pastor, I casually drink alcohol to get a little buzz. Y'all praying for me? That's, that's the only reason I do it. I, I just... I get a little buzz, and it's no big deal, and I know, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you do now. You do now. But all of a sudden, there's a little hitch in your life. There's a little hitch in the life, and you lose your job, lose your health, or you wrestle depression, and all of a sudden, the little liar the patient little devil says, come back to the stronghold. Yeah, I buried my neighbor that way. My friend. I buried my neighbor. He said, Nathan, the funnest days of drinking was when I first started because I still felt the buzz. But he lost his job, number one salesman, pharmaceutical salesman in all the nation. When he lost his job, he couldn't soothe it with a little buzz anymore. And I buried him. He lost it all. Went to living under a bridge, lost his family, lost everything he had. This is not a game. And he'll be patient and set up the little bricks, set up the strongholds and put the, put the little sign up and let you play your games. Pastor, I just casually look at porn. I've even heard this one. I do it to enhance our marriage. Mm-hmm. I know I look dumb, but I'm not that dumb. All right, we'll go with that, but let's see. Let your wife have a hiccup in her health. Things go silent for a season. See where you turn back to. It gets ugly quick. Pastor, I just casually give to God. Uh-huh. But let a little hiccup come, and all of a sudden, God is far back on the burner in your finances that you, can not even, you can't even find him in your finances anymore. What appears today to be casual can turn into a monster of a problem tomorrow. Is that okay today? I want to read this to you, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5. It says this. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty. Now, remember earlier I got you to turn around and say, you're not my problem. All right? 
For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not things that I can necessarily touch or per se. You know, it's, it, it, we got to go to the next level to fight those things that are next level, right? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And listen with this. To the pulling down of strongholds. He just gave you the license to be a rule breaker. He just gave the license to you to tell you to cross the line, put your foot over the line, get some holy rebellion, stand up for what God wants to do in your life. I know I can preach like this and I'll have a hundred people want to give me arguments on why they can do some things and why they can do some things and why I'm not trying to get into a legal or legalist battle with you on what you can or cannot do. That's not what I'm trying to say today. But I am trying to tell you, you have got to fight for your soul. And you don't do it through your muscles and you don't do it through, through taking some kind of drug to pump up your muscles. What you do is you've got to get something stronger than you and it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen to this, verse, next verse. Casting down what? Casting down what? Remember I told you where it all starts? Casting down imaginations. And every high thing, something that, it started off little, but it rose up and got to be high in your life. Every high thing that exalted itself against what? The knowledge of God and bringing into captivity. Bring those chords to me, Bubba. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Just stay up here with me just a minute. Would you just come up here? And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Come here, come here, Greg. Tony, Tony, would you come here just a minute? Yeah, yeah, I need, I need you just a minute. Come here just a minute. Dwayne, Larry, come here just a minute. Come here, come here. I got this brainstorm here, and, and it, could, it gets scary when we get brainstorms, but come here. Come here. You bunch of little evil imaginations. <laughs> hey, you high thing that has exalted yourself. Every time I start to get victory, boy, I almost just planted one on you. <laughs> you do remember I've got the mic, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ, every time I start thinking, man, I've got God figured out and I've got God moving in my life and I've got some knowledge and understanding of who he is in my life, then this... This high thing starts raising up in my life. And I have a stronghold in my life. And of imagination, I, I get things going good. And that imagination just keeps working me over. And instead of the imagination being used for the kingdom of God, it's constantly putting thoughts out of the stronghold that the devil owns. Where he's set up camp, where he's been patient. He sends imaginations my way. Now, when you have godly strongholds, there's other imaginations, but it's godly imaginations. And we see a creativity in the church and growth and people serving and giving to God. But all of a sudden, you've got evil imaginations, and he starts warring against you and sending out things against you. And every time you start getting victory, that thought, that process, ah, my church, 
And so we've got imagination and high things and, and we've got the lies of the enemy. And this is what, this is what the Lord wants us to do. Come, come grab that end of that, Bubba. Come grab that. We're going to take care of some business here, these, these, these homeboys here. I, I, want, I want you to just, just go back behind them. I, I'm really, I'm really, uh, you stay there. I, 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 we're, we're, we're working this as we go, Bubba, okay? And, and, and so we got everything. And this is, this, is, this is what, look, and bringing into captivity... And bring it into captivity. Oh, it's fixing to get cute. It's fixing to get cute. And bring it into. Y'all want to turn around? Yeah, I understand. Because if I was there, that's what I would have done. I'm just trying to help you. It gets to the point the devils don't know what he's doing. And bring it into captivity. Every, now, now, look here. Me and, me and Michael are the smallest here in the bunch. Michael, come here just a minute. I want you to grab that hole. And, and, and let's just both be honest with you. I, I'm not trying to hurt either one of us. But these boys will take probably, probably, you know what I'm saying? And bring it into captivity. Things that are high, things that are vain, every thought, every evil intention, every lie. He lets me, little bitty me, little bitty Pastor Michael. He lets us grab hold of it and bring into captivity every thought. And all of a sudden, listen, with, turn around just a second, but grab hold of that, grab hold of that. And bring in every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Come on, homeboys. You, hey, 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 strongholds don't like to move easy. You got to fight against them. Come on. And, 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 and before long... When I put all of those things, that imagination, listen to me, that imagination that's been conquering me, all of a sudden it becomes under the obedience of Christ. And all of a sudden what used to lead me, I'm now leading it. Somebody stand and give the Lord a shout of praise. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Somebody shout victory. I'm going to cross the line. Somebody say, I'm going to cross the line. I'm breaking the rules. I refuse to be held by those things any longer. Just sit down with me for just a few, few more minutes. Our past may explain why we have strongholds. Hold on just a second. Do you hear that? Our past may explain why we have strongholds. It may not even be your fault that it initially got set up. It may be, but it may not be. It may be before your age of accountability. It may be before you really understood and somebody lied. Somebody did something to you that told your body a lie. And it felt good, and so you get so confused and so messed up. And you better know I'm preaching to some folks. I wish the world could hear that right there. And I know you have an excuse, and we understand and we apologize for that. But it's not worth that excuse to own that excuse to stay in bondage. 
Everything we celebrated two weeks ago is better and more powerful than the hell the devil has drug you back into. Lay down your excuse. Lay it down. Because with every temptation, God has prepared a way of escape. And he's given you a way out. And he'll provide the way out. But you've got to break, be willing to break the rules and come against the strongholds. Now, I can't preach all this without telling you how to do it. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this, and I've got to move quick. Number one is the weapon of the Word of God. You knew that already, but let's talk real quickly about it. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 32 says this, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my what? If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Next verse. And ye shall know the what? The truth. How are you going to know the truth? The word. And the truth shall make you free. What's going to set you free from the strongholds is the power and the authority that God has already placed up in the word of God. That's one of the reasons you're feeling a little release in the stronghold this morning because we're preaching the word of God and as we're preaching that, you're feeling some ease come into your life. But don't stop there. Stay in the word so that till the stronghold is completely brought down in your life. Jesus was tempted. They came against Jesus. And notice when it came to Jesus, Jesus' biggest temptation came after his most spiritual moment. He had been in a fast, or he's in a fast, and he's out in the desert on a 40-day fast. I know, I know y'all do that every year, but he was on a fast, 40 days fast, and the devil came to him. Try to get him to jump off a pinnacle, try to basically kill himself, trying to give up ownership trying to get him to not go to the cross. See, he knew what was good for him. He knew what would happen if Jesus went to the cross. But he tried to do all this. And every time that happened, Jesus came back with the key factor that brings down strongholds and vain imaginations. And he said, it is, come on, it is what? It's written. It's written. He took him back to the word of God and Jesus himself destroyed the strongholds through the power of the word of God. The next thing that it's going to bring it down is the weapon of prayer. Now y'all know what that is and we'll preach messages on prayer and we have. And I want to just say this. I want to, I want to get real, I want to get real right here for just a minute. I'm not asking you to pray an hour a day. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm asking you to give him something. Could you tithe your time that you're spending on social media? Because you're going to get more on just the tithe that you're currently spending on social media. That 10 minutes, is it, and, and, and yes, we're going to believe that's going to grow and going to develop in you, but if you can start with something, it's going to help bring down the walls that the enemy has set up in your life. The next thing I want to say is the blood of Jesus. Satan, the blood 
of Jesus is against you. Hallelujah. When Israel was in Egypt, the death angel passed by the doorpost where the blood had been applied. Am I right? And the blood that was applied was the blood of the lamb. And the death angel passed by the door where the blood of the lamb was applied. Now, I don't know if you realize this, but that death angel was sent by God. That was God's angel. And let me tell you this, the devil is no, nothing more than a fallen angel. Are you with me? So let me ask you this. If God won't let his own angel pass over his blood, do you think he's going to let a fallen angel pass over the blood? Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Instead of passively yielding to the enemy, you can say, this is the ground that I have gained. I'm not all I need to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. And I broke some rules, and I still see some signs ahead of me. But God, through his power and the power of the blood of Jesus, I'm going to start putting the blood of Jesus. I'm going to tell you, my children, they don't know it, but they got the blood of Jesus all over them. Because we believe and pray the blood of Jesus over our families. You have got to put the blood of Jesus on your teenagers and your kids and your wife and your husband. Claim it. Believe it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. And last but not least, I want to tell you this. Another way you break the strongholds is through the power. The power of praise. Y'all ready? The power of praise. It's the weapon of praise. We're not dealing with carnal weapons here, but mighty weapons of God. The weapons of praise. Because praise defeats the devil quicker than any other in the battle plan. But it must be genuine, heartfelt praise and not just lip service that comes out. And that's why I, I, you could almost pick out today, probably, if I, if I wanted to, those who were just kind of going through the motions, and I'm not trying to beat you up, but then those who tapped in and got a hold of what was being led here today, and all of a sudden, you instantly started feeling it. When I first walked in today, I, I wasn't there yet. But as I began to worship and continue to worship, before long, my imaginations, my thoughts, anything that was outside of what God wanted me to think, I could, I could feel when I tapped into praise, I could feel the Spirit come over me and begin to destroy and take over and claim some areas. And I'm going to tell you this today, as you begin to praise God, I know it doesn't make sense. I know you want a literal sword, and I know you want a, a, a machine gun to take care of your battle. But what you're facing is not that kind of battle, but it's a battle with two hands lifted up and a mouth filled with praise. You are defeating every enemy that comes against you by the power of praise. Would you stand on your feet today? Amen, 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 amen. I want us to practice just a minute. I want us to practice just a minute. I don't want you to end this thing slow. I want, we're going to rock here just a little bit. Do that stronghold song or something like that. But listen, listen, listen. 
Listen, I want you to do something in just a minute. Now, I've got a little bit of preach, so don't get carried away. But I want you to throw your hands up. Would you do that? Put your hands up in the air. I want you to open your mouth. I want you to close your eyes if you'd be so kind. And I want you to forget about you. I want you to forget about your neighbors. And I want you to use your weapon of praise right now. Would you do that? Come on, just magnify God. This is nothing crazy, nothing weird. It's the power. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. That's it. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this room. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this room. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to listen to this, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let them play. But I want you to listen to a little bit more word. Listen to this. Psalms 8 and verse 2 says this. Psalms 8 and verse 2 says this. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger, the text says. One translation said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou perfected praise that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. The word steal in the Greek means shut up in our English language. So let's put it in that terminology. Out of the mouth of perfected praise hast thou shut up the devil. Oh my God, that's good stuff. Listen, listen to this. But i got to read you another, and this is the NIV that I'm going to read to you, and I just found this this morning. It says this. Listen close. I wish I had it on the screen for you, but that's my fault. Through the praise of children and infants, that's where that perfected praise comes in just a minute, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Can I read that one more time? Through the praise of children and infants. Just baby praise. Well, Pastor, I don't really understand everything. I've never been in a church like this. I understand. Well, I don't even know how to do this. When you say lift your hands, I felt like a, a babe here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the mouth of just baby praise. He didn't say like a mature adult and, you know, when you got it all. No. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. Out of the mouth of just Infants, just baby praise. Just a little, little bit of baby praise. You have, listen to this. This is another kind of stronghold. Through the power of praise, you have established a stronghold. This is not the devil's stronghold. Because God wants to establish some strongholds in your life that he can fight from, that you turn over to him, that he sets up barracks and bricks that you will never cross through the power of the blood of the lamb. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to look to silence the foe and the avenger. And so God Almighty is behind these barracks that he's setting up 
He's setting up in your life, and he says, hey, We've crossed the line. We've kicked down the signs, and I'm putting up some new signs in my life. My kids, I've given them strength to break the rules that the enemy has set, and I'm putting up some strongholds in their life. So when they come back to that vain thought, when they come back to that vain imagination, that vain high thing, hey, the enemy says, I don't want any part of that because there is more strength there than there used to be because God and his strength and his stronghold is standing against the enemy's camp when it comes against you with those old vices. And he's saying, not today, devil. You're not crossing this line. There's a new stronghold. And I'm going to tell you, what I've established here has shut up the devil. Silenced your foe. Silenced the enemy.